0: Welcome back to another episode of Northeastern Next, a showcase for the stories, talents, and thoughtful insights of our university's current and future alumni. I'm your host, Caitlin, a current D'Amore McKim graduate student. Today, I'm here with Dave Fatula. Dave graduated from Northeastern in 2001 with degrees in entrepreneurship and finance. Dave landed a job upon graduation from Northeastern working as an accountant. Then he transitioned to commercial real estate and eventually opened his own commercial real estate investment and advisory business. In November 2021, Dave made a career pivot and decided to pursue his passions of the outdoors and entrepreneurship when he launched his latest venture, Guinea Fowl Adventure Company, an outdoor guided hiking business. Welcome, Dave.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: So, Dave, it seems like you've always had a real entrepreneurial spirit. How did you identify that it was a passion of yours when you were at Northeastern, and what were those initial entrepreneurship classes you took like?
1: Uh, well, it's funny. I, so I kind of thought entrepreneurship would be for me ever since I was a, a young kid because my dad actually started his own accounting firm when he was young. I think I was five or six years old when he left the, the institutional space and started his own practice. So I kind of had that in my family anyway from my dad's experience. And then when I was applying to Northeastern, I actually applied for uh, the physical therapy program as my first choice. And entrepreneurship is my second choice because I, I figured um, it was more sort of like well either way like that's got to be a great well-rounded education. Anything where somebody's teaching you or a school is teaching you how to how to successfully start your own business seemed like something that would be positive for me. So. When I did not get accepted into the School of Physical Therapy, uh, I was actually happier to go the entrepreneurship route. And, and it was just, it was sort of exactly what I wanted. It, you get a, a little bit of, I mean, early on as a freshman, of course, you, you're getting only like a little bit of each part of what that um, you know business kind of environment looks like. You're getting marketing, you're getting finance, you're getting organizational behavior, um, and, and you're being taught by folks who really know what's going on. I mean, some of my professors at Northeastern were actually business owners owners or angel investors or people who've been in the entrepreneurship space uh, for their careers. So, so, you know, nothing, everything I did during my time at Northeastern actually really helped fuel the fire. My co-ops were um, primarily with small businesses that were started by individuals or families and very entrepreneurial. Uh, the only one that wasn't was I did take a co-op stint at Gillette which is obviously a huge company, but I worked in a specific position that was kind of in between the designers and the engineers. And I had to really um, foster a lot of communication and kind of connect the pieces for the management team with designers and engineers. So even though it was a huge firm, my specific role felt, like it was almost like managing a small business because I had to connect the dots for so many different groups. In and in what we had it was a very small setting, even though the business itself obviously is huge. Um, but yeah, so so I you know everything I did at, at Northeastern really continued to kind of fuel that entrepreneurial spirit and and made me want to do something that eventually would be my own.
0: I love that. So in addition to your entrepreneurial passions, I understand you've always had a passion for the outdoors. How did you get to the point of realizing that working as an accountant, maybe not for me, this commercial real estate investment, maybe not for me, but this guided hiking business idea, this could be something that could actually be profitable and could be something you could do long term.
1: Yeah, so I never wanted to be an accountant. I fell into the accounting role just because I had to pay my rent. So moving from the accounting role into like the finance and transaction role in the commercial real estate world was a was a big step for me because I, I never wanted to be an accountant. Um, but in the in the commercial real estate world, you know, I ran I mean, I ran my own business and then ultimately partnered up with somebody else in their private equity business, and we were managing a lot of great investments. Uh, and I love what I did. I, I love the transaction world. A lot of that has to do with. Community. Communication and being able to meet new people, travel, see places—all uh, those things were, were really kind of why I loved what I did. Uh, and then when COVID hit, you know, we were continuing to manage the assets that we owned, but we couldn't really go out and source new capital for new investments. The world pretty much shut down, and so during that time, I sort of had just kind of like an inner dialogue about what do I really want to do for the rest of my life and. Where do I want to be professionally? What do I want to do with my career? And what do I want to do like holistically? Uh, and the three things that kind of came out of that internal dialogue was that I no longer wanted to sit behind a desk. Uh, I no longer wanted to work indoors. I wanted to work outdoors, and I wanted to be able to help people. And so those three things, you know, I'd always had this idea of being able to be in the outdoors, whether it was adventure racing, whether it was like some form of team building or whether it was guiding. I'd been guiding traverses and treks and been out on my own in the wilderness with friends or I've been helping other people who I knew like gym owners guide hikes for a long time anyway, just recreationally. Uh, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if this is something I could do professionally. So I talked to my wife about it and she thought it was a good idea, but neither one of us were sure if it could be profitable uh, because one of the great things about getting into nature is that you can just pick up your stuff and go, right? Like It can be free and it can be uh, an experience where you're exploring and kind of individually doing stuff on your own. Um, but when I started talking to other people who didn't have as much experience in the back country or weren't sure, you know, even the simplest things weren't sure where to park weren't sure what the rules were for the trails weren't sure what kind of stuff they needed and like i don't know i've never done that before can i go with like running shoes or do i need like specific footwear there were a lot of people that just weren't certain about things that i had a lot of certainty around from my experience so i thought well that's got to be something people will enjoy so I, i pulled together the financial side of the business first just making sure that i thought that we could break even or be profitable based on you know assumptions about expenses, assumptions about how many trips I would need to do and what those trips would cost. Uh, And just kind of my base case break even pro forma looked like it would work. So uh, it was kind of that simple. Uh, Once we figured that out, the next step was acquiring transportation, which during COVID was really tough, but I bought my first van. I think it was December 21 that I bought the van. Uh, We did our first hike in 22. And so now we're in the middle of 23. And we've been around for about a year and a half, um, but yeah, the company is doing great and it was kind of tying all those things together that I wanted. I, I'm helping people get out and explore. I'm spending most of my time outdoors uh, and I'm not behind a desk unless I'm doing my own administrative stuff or stuff like this, which is actually fun. Um, once we realized me, me and my wife, once, once we realized that this was something I could do and, and grow this business kind of organically and, and have it become profitable and have it be what I do for the rest of my life. It's, it's been uh, life changing. It's incredible.
0: So generally speaking, how do you know when it's time to make a professional change? I love that you launched your own real estate company and then guinea fowl, which is, of course, so incredibly different in every sense. You mentioned you're not behind a desk or in an office, and of course, it's a completely different industry. How do you personally identify when it's time to make that leap and try something new? I know you, you mentioned you did a bunch of research and looked at the finances to see if it's conceivable, but you know I'm sure the unknown is scary, but rewarding, especially when you're able to do something that you love. So we'd just love to hear a little bit from you about how you know when it's time to make that change. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's tricky, right? Um, I think a lot of it has to do with being able to to really be honest with yourself about how happy you are in your environment. There's a lot of things that I learned as I continued to get older in my career and older in my life and, and what success means. You know, a lot of people define success professionally as how much money they're making or, or how far up they've been able to move in their career. So you start at like a junior level and eventually you get to this place where you're a senior your level, or you're part of management, or whatever, and those those things define success, and and they certainly do. I'm not saying that they don't, but I took a holistic view to look at my success. I'd spent 20 years in real estate investment and finance, um, had done a lot of great things, had been successful professionally, but started to feel like that wasn't what I wanted out of life. That was a big motivator for me to change what I was doing. It, it was more, uh, and again, like you said, it's it was like it wasn't just changing jobs; it was changing lifestyles, it was changing careers. It was changing industries. It was completely uprooting from something that I'd done for so long, um, which meant leaving my partner and his business, which was hard. It meant leaving a very familiar industry that I could pick up the phone and call a hundred people and they would all answer the phone. You know, it it was, I mean, you build that type of relationship network over 20 years and and I had that. So to walk away from all of it was a really big thing. But I, I think that in general, like I knew it was right because I just, I knew that I wanted something different out of my life. Uh, and I wanted to point myself in another direction. The longer you wait to do that, the harder it gets. It, I, I waited after a 20 year career, but you know timing is sort of a big part of it too. I guess when you, individually personally feel the timing is right for a change i think you have to follow that gut right because if i had tried to do this five years ago 10 years ago it might not have worked i might not have been ready i didn't have the same experience i didn't have the same resources available to me so to say that you should jump in without being confident and, and not waiting you know that's hard too um, i think you have to feel it in your gut that you need a change and if you need that change no matter how much money you're making no matter what your title is if you really feel that you need that change explore it because it you know the exploration process is worthwhile just by itself
0: if you need that change explore i really really love that thanks for sharing that so because this is northeastern next i always like to ask each guest what is next for you What
1: is next for me? Um, It's really just about growing guinea fowl, Um, as you said when you started the conversation, we're a guided hiking company, we're located in Boston, uh, and our, our mission in our company is to remove obstacles or remove barriers for people to explore nature. Uh, And what that means is we try to provide everything somebody needs. Uh, We provide rental transportation. We provide backpacks with hydration, snacks. We provide safety items, convenience items. We provide guides who have years of experience, thousands of miles of hiking. Um, We're all safety certified, at least with wilderness-first aid certifications. I'm a wilderness-first responder. So anything that you would think would prevent you from going out in nature and saying, oh, I don't want to do that, we're trying to say, no, come do it. We take care of all that. You just need to allow yourself to be present and enjoy your surroundings and explore nature. So what's next for me is to grow that that idea and continue to grow guinea fowl. So doing that in lots of different verticals, we offer local youth programming through nonprofits, through private schools and through community resources here in the greater Boston area. Growing our youth programming is huge to me because I think it's so important to get kids connected or reconnected to nature. Um, But we also are growing in our just general online hikes. um, And we're growing in our private outings and corporate events as well. So just sort of taking those three main verticals and continuing to grow guinea fowl to a place where, you know, we're, we're reaching as many people as possible and getting as many people reconnected to nature as we can. I think that's what's next for me, hopefully for the foreseeable short and long term.
0: Great, great. I mean, I know personally, I'm someone who did some hiking during COVID, really kind of dabbled in it. Uh, always have liked and enjoyed being outside. I haven't really spent a whole lot of time hiking, but I definitely had those kinds of questions of, do I have to go out and buy hiking boots? Can I just wear my sneakers? Do I need to go buy a water bottle backpack? How? What do I need for a hike that's X distance or X hours? So that's super cool that you are able to solve all those questions, be that resource. And then also, of course, go out with anyone who who's hiking.
1: Yeah, yeah no, it's pretty fun. Um, it really is. It's incredible. I, I think I said this uh, to other folks when I've talked about the business, but you know, when I'm waking up at 5am and hopping in the van at 6am and on my way to pick up clients to go hiking, I still like half tired drinking my second cup of coffee. But I'm like, what is there to be upset about? Like, I'm literally hiking for a living. And it's it's great. I think we've we've already um, we've already helped a lot of people get out who wouldn't have gotten out on their own. I've got lots of repeat clients who come back and and really um, want to continue to grow in their hiking experience and explore more. And and again, the youth programming side of it has just been so rewarding to get kids out and to to experience that sensation of kids exploring and seeing things for the first time and then being like, wow, I really want to do more of this. It's just like uh, it, it's kind of the best part of what I do right now.
0: That's incredible. So Dave, if someone wanted to book a hike with you, how can they do that?
1: Uh, yeah, so you can go to our website. Uh, that's the easiest way to see all of our hikes. And, and our website is, it's a, it's a mouthful, but it's guineafowladventure.com. Um, so the name of the business is Guinea fowl Adventure, named after the bird, the guinea fowl. So guineafowladventure.com. Uh, you can click on the book a hike link there and you will see a bunch of different things. You'll see our calendar, which shows you what we're doing on a monthly basis. And then you can also scroll down and see uh, our easy, our moderate, and then strenuous hikes. And you can kind of browse through those and see if there's one that specifically sticks out to you. Or, you know, again, if you want an easy hike, you can see all of our easy hikes and then click on those and see which ones we're doing. Um, But I always tell people too, what we show on our website is basically a, a menu of examples of the types of hikes we offer. Uh, we can hike any trail, we can hike anywhere, and we can kind of customize hikes for you or your group or, or the, the types of things you're looking to do, whether it be up in the White Mountains, which is what's advertised on our website, but also we hike locally here in the greater Boston area. Uh, we can also hike up and down Connecticut, Massachusetts, Vermont, Maine, uh, if there's something you were looking to do, um, we have experience in all those areas and continue to guide folks everywhere. So if there's not something you see on our website, if there's something that you specifically want, you can also reach out to us by filling out our contact us block on our website, or just emailing info at com, And somebody will get back to you if there's you know a specific need or questions you have.
0: All right. Well, it, if- someone wants to go and book a hike browse the site see what you have to offer or just get in contact with you they can go and visit that website thanks so much dave for joining today this is awesome so happy to get to chat with you and hear all about this company and it that's so incredible that you're able to just get outdoors do something that you love and you've you've been able to really figure out a way to take your hobby re- really a passion not not just a hobby or your passion and monetize it create a whole business out of it that's super cool really inspiring.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on the podcast today, Caitlin. It's great to be able to kind of share what we're doing and and kind of relate it back to how Northeastern was really pivotal in getting me to a place where I could go out and do this, even though it's 20 years after I graduated. I mean, I've, I've had that spirit since I was at school, and to have it kind of manifest itself this way, you know, again, even 20 years later, it, it all came from the initial stuff I did at Northeastern and, and kind of wanting to be where I am. So I'm so happy to talk to you and thanks for showcasing Guinea Fell.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Northeastern Next. If this episode brought back some great memories Check out our Husky Starter page online to support current student endeavors, or reach out to us via our email at alumni at northeastern.edu or on Instagram at northeastern underscore alumni to point us in the direction of a great story, either from you or a friend. And lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can hear a new episode in your feed every other Wednesday. Remember, once a Husky, always a Husky. See you the week after next.